Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Teenagers in trouble. Teenagers, a lost cause. Teenagers, we push out of the home. Teenagers, we push away. Teenagers, we push into drugs. Teenagers, we push into crime, violent crime. That's my topic. You know, teenagers are not born with the idea of being a criminal, killing people, engaging in violent crimes of various kinds. That's not how kids are born. They become that way. And unfortunately, many parents encourage that kind of behavior by how they treat their children, how they interact with their children, and how they present a model of behavior before their children. You know, we live in a day when we are seeing more violent crimes by teenagers than perhaps ever in history. You know, we have school shootings. We have gang shootings. We have a display of violent behavior towards police officers and so on. We are a violent culture. We have become a violent culture. And we need to look at the issues related to that. Why we are a violent culture today. How we became one. How we encourage that in our children and allow that kind of behavior to take place. You know, there's a recipe for success and there's a recipe for failure. There's a recipe for bringing children into your life and there's a recipe for pushing children out of your life. There's a recipe for teaching your children love and caring and compassion and empathy and concern and interest and a helping relationship with others. And there's a relation and there's a recipe for teaching children to be angry and hurtful and despiteful and competitive and violent towards other people. Let's take a look at this issue just a little bit, okay? You know, 18 years ago, it was more than 18 years ago, perhaps now, but um, a young kid committed a very, very violent crime in Ohio. And um, it was a bloody, bloody murder. And for that, he was sentenced to the death penalty in electric chair that eventually came about. But just before he was led to his death by electric chair, he made certain statements, because you always are giving the person opportunity for their final words. And here's what he had to say. I never had any guidance. I'm sorry I killed that guy. I want his family to know I'm sorry. Then he went on to say this. The reason guys like me go wrong is because of the way that they were brought up. I made myself. I went to movies. I read dirty books. I didn't have any religion. I thought the only way to live was to outsmart the other guy. And with that, he ended his life and left us a legacy of some very profound thoughts and some profound ideas that we need to give thought to, that we need to consider, we need to look at as parents, as grandparents, as teachers, as ministers, as youth leaders, and so on, as we work with our kids in our community. Thousands of youth are in that same situation. Schools have failed them. Parents have failed them. Churches have failed them. Community organizations have failed them. But you know, there is a better future. There's another recipe. There's a recipe for love and a recipe for hope and there's a recipe for kindness and caring and empathy. But unfortunately, many, many kids are raised with the recipe of loss, the recipe of neglect, 
know, the recipe of just overlooking the needs of a child. Along that line, a psychologist from the Loma Linda University in Loma Linda, California, by the name of Dr. K. Kuzma, did some writing and some speaking on this very topic. And she came up with a list of 10 items in what, we re, in what she referred to as emptying the loving cup of your children. Every child has a loving cup. It's kind of like a bucket, if you will, into which we put love. But in her speech, she reversed it. She talked about ways in which we empty the bucket of love. We take out the loving component and we leave the child empty, deeply empty, hurt, impaired. So let's take a look at what she had to say. Here's, here's number one. Express approval only when your child is good. You know, it's important to express approval for your children. Very necessary. But not just when they're good or very good. You express approval when they're just doing a little bit better. When they've just improved a bit. Every increment of improvement is worthy of approval, of affirmation. And it needs to be regular, frequent. Some children have a very high demand for it, a need for it. Other children don't demand it quite so much or have a, such a great need for it. Every child is different. You need to know your child. And if your child has a high need for approval and affirmation, then you have to be a frequent giver of that kind of verbal interaction. Here's another one. Threaten the child. If you raise your child with threats, the child will begin to learn to be defensive. The child will learn to distance himself from you. Anything that is threatening, we get away from. Anything that is threatening, we uh, protect ourselves from. So if a parent is threatening, a child will stay away from that parent, will avoid that parent, will get away from that parent in any possible way possible. If you threaten your child, you're teaching your child to be violent or to be non-social or to be unconsiderate. Uh, Uncon inconsiderate, maybe is a better word. Inconsiderate of other people. Here's number three. Ridicule the child in order to correct that child. You know, if you use criticism as your form of correction, the child will distance himself from you. No child likes to be criticized over and over and over again. What do we do when we are overly criticized? We avoid the criticism. We avoid the criticizer. We get away from the criticizer. And we start to live alone. We start to live in distance. So ridicule is a definite way to push your child away. To push your child away from any love. Push your child away from any caring or any empathy. And he'll start to live his life alone and make his own decisions alone and his own thoughts alone. And you know what we do when we have criticism and we have threats against us? We think of ways to retaliate. We think of ways to get back at or to get even. Sometimes we can do that with the person who criticizes it. Sometimes we do that with somebody else. We call it displaced aggression. We focus our anger. We focus our resentment. We focus our bitterness. We focus our thoughts of violence and retaliation to somebody else as compared to the person who is the source of it. Here's the fourth way that Dr. Kuzma says we push children away. Scream at the child. You know, 
children may get frustrated. There's no doubt about that. But you don't scream. You hold. You count to ten. You wait until you can talk. You wait until you can have conversation. You don't stand there and scream at a child as if you're out of control. A child has no recourse when you scream. The child can only shut up, walk away, avoid, get away from you, not talk. And when your child does that, he starts to find solace from outside sources. Here's number five. Be too busy to listen. Be too busy to listen. You know, it's easy in our world today to be very busy. We have our own jobs. We have our own home assignments and responsibilities and duties. We have interests. We have people. We have friends in our life that we like to spend time with. We can be very, very busy. And the busier we are in our own life as a parent, the less a child becomes part of our life. The less a child becomes a major player in our life. So we start to set up this dichotomy, this difference. I have my life and my friends and my responsibilities and my enjoyments, and the child has his friends, his duties, his enjoyments, his friends, his interests, and the two begin to part. The two begin to separate out. And we have parents who are disassociated with their kids. And when their kids are disassociated from parents, they start seeking the solace from other kids in the community, other kids in the neighborhood. And it's a perfect recipe for a child to join a gang, for a child to team up with somebody else that will give him attention, that will include him in their life. And often that's not a very happy scene. You know, but here's another one. Give the child the silent treatment. <laughs> you know, we do that. We do that in our marriages. We get mad, we get in a tiff, we go silent. We walk away. We stay away. We just, are, we just impose upon our family or our spouse silence. And parents do that with their kids. When their kids are mad at their kids, just leave them be and be silent and withdraw and avoid them. That kid will start to find comfort and communication with somebody else anybody else and you may not like the one that they choose it's a recipe for losing your child and then he's on his own to who will fill that gap who will fill that void in his life you cannot give your child silence children do not thrive on silence here's number seven have a continually critical attitude you know parents can be very critical Parents often have reason to be critical. Kids disappoint us. You know, kids hurt us. Kids let us down. Kids do wrong things. Kids do not do the right thing. Kids do not put forth effort to improve. Kids don't shape up. Kids don't heed our advice. You know, all that. But you know what? If we become critical, we push that child away. We push that child out of the nest. In many ways, we kick that child out of the nest. So if we become critical, that does not bring a child into the realm of a relationship with a parent. That pushes that child away from a relationship with a parent. Sends more time out of the home. More time away from the parent. And more time away from the family. It's losing the child, if you will. Here's number eight for Dr. Kuzma. 
use the child's name negatively. That pushes a child away. You lose a child when you give them a nickname that is critical or sarcastic or is a joke or makes them feel embarrassed. Kids walk away from parents who do that. Their name is to be revered. Their name is to be honored. Their name is to be thought of in, in a good light. Every name can be can mean something. There's a meaning behind every name. What is it? What is your child's name and what does it mean? What's the historical meaning of that child? What's the biblical meaning of that child's name? But if we have nicknames, if we have references of our child that's negative, and the child hears that and becomes aware of that, that child will distance himself from you. He'll take the message that you don't like him. He'll take that message that you're disappointed. He'll take that message that you are mad, you're upset. And what will he do? He'll avoid you. He'll distance himself from you. He'll just walk away from the home. Spend more time away from the home. Spend more time away from you. Why would he want to be around you if you're going to be calling him negative names? Don't do it. Here's number nine. Express disappointments and disgust at your child and the child's actions. child does something and you show that you're disappointed because he didn't do it quite right, didn't do it quite good enough. That child stops. That child quits. That child says, I can't please. I can't. Anything I can do, I can't make my mom or can't make my dad happy. So that child just quits and stays away and goes into his room and goes into his technology and spends his time on various forms of technology. You might criticize that he spent so much time playing video games and so on. But you know, you may have caused that as a parent. You may have pushed him away. And when you push him away, that's one option that he has, is spend time in technology. Technology doesn't criticize him. Technology doesn't laugh at him. Technology doesn't give him a sad story of names. You do, as a parent, and you push the kid away. Now here's number 10. Break the love routine, she says. Be inconsistent in your loving the child. See, a love routine means that every day that child can count on your love, that can count on your words of appreciation, can look forward to your words of encouragement, will bathe himself in the, in the words that you give him of support and love and caring and compassion and appreciation. But if you break that up, the child will not hear such words and perhaps will hear opposite words of your disappointment, of your hurt, of your disgust for him or her. So you have to be consistent. you got to love in spite of what kids do. You love kids in spite of what they say. You love kids in spite of how well they perform because love will prevail in the long run. You have to count on that. So in conclusion, Dr. Kuzma says this in her speeches and her writings. You have to love your children irrationally. She says the most important need of a child is love. Children need to be trusted so they can learn to make decisions and have confidence in themselves. Most children will need to prove to themselves that they're worthy. They have to prove to you that they're worthy. Children need parents with time to love them. You know, to, that they take time to love them. You know, and that's really the whole point about a parenting relationship, is that you build that relationship on love, and then you engage in loving behavior, and you support it with loving words, and loving actions, and loving 
considerations and loving conversations and loving uh, interactional patterns of going places together and enjoying the community, enjoying the life, enjoying the day, enjoying the weekend you know, together and letting a child know that you appreciate the child being in your life and not behave in a manner as a parent that pushes your child away from your life and away from your home. So be careful, parents. Uh, you may not think you're doing it, but you're pushing your kid away if you engage in these kind of behaviors. Well, before we end, I just want to bring to your attention Lehman Lock and Safe. If you have a key problem, you have a lock problem, and you're in Fresno, go to Lehman Lock and Safe. He's on Shaw and Fresno Street. You know, and I think here's the deal. You may just want to give him a call, and he'll come out if you need a house call. Okay? Here's his number. 228-1805. 228-1805. And he's in the 559 area code. So, Lehman's Lock and Safe. If you have a problem in that area of your life, you need some help, give him a call. Bye for now.